Hey, what's up? I wanted to shoot a quick video here talking about yield maintenance prepayment penalties. So made a couple videos already talking about prepayment penalties and the difference between floating and fixed rate debt and how that changes the prepayment penalty. So I wanted to actually take a deeper dive after some requests about what yield maintenance actually is. So yield maintenance is a very standard and very common prepayment penalty for fixed rate debt. And the reason being why lenders like it so much is because a yield maintenance prepayment penalty essentially allows them to collect the interest that they would have collected throughout the remaining life of the loan via the prepayment penalty. So as you can tell, based on that rationale, it's a very expensive prepayment penalty because if you prepay a 10-year loan and there's five years of term remaining, you're essentially on the hook for the remaining interest payments. Now, the complexity of the calculation is that it factors in your interest rate on the loan, as well as the prevailing risk-free rate, which is typically the coterminous treasuries with your remaining term of the loan. And what that means, or the way this works is it lets the lender actually effectively reinvest whether they actually do so or not will be determined by whether or not it's a yield maintenance free penalty or a defeasance. And we'll get into that in a second. But basically, they take your prepayment penalty and use that lump sum to essentially buy a, a financial instrument that would replicate the remaining interest payments on your original loan. And so if interest rates are higher by the time you prepay, then the lender's happy and your prepayment penalty goes down because if interest rates are higher, they can reinvest the money that you're using to pay them off to go and get the same yield more easily. Now, if interest rates are lower when you prepay the loan, then your prepayment penalty is actually larger, right? Because they can reinvest at a lower coupon given the prevailing risk-free rates. So they take into account the difference between your interest rate on your loan and the prevailing risk-free rate for the typically coterminous treasury yield. And then that's how they calculate the yield maintenance. So that is the yield maintenance calculation. Now with defeasance, they're taking it a step further and not, they're not just performing that calculation, but they're actually going ahead and buying, like I mentioned, a financial instrument that will replicate the interest payments through the remaining life of the loan. And that typically costs an additional $50,000 when you do prepay because of the legal associated with arranging the purchase of that financial instrument. So that's yield maintenance prepayment penalty. This allows lenders to get the most aggressive with their loan terms because they've got basically 100% protection on calling the loan. So you'll see the most aggressive terms in terms of lowest rate, most interest only on deals that have a yield maintenance prepayment penalty. Now, with that being said, you have to recognize that this is an onerous prepayment penalty and it is affected by what the future of interest rates will be. So if you think that interest rates are going to rise, then maybe the severity of your prepayment penalty won't be as high and you're willing to take that on. But if rates stay low or even go lower, then your yield maintenance penalty just got more severe. So you have to always be careful when factoring that into your deal. Something that I almost never see is the yield maintenance prepayment penalty calculation actually factored into someone's underwriting, which is bizarre because you need to actually factor that in. And so the counter argument to that is people will say, well, I can let the future buyer assume the existing loan. Well, if you're going to factor that into your underwriting, then yes, you effectively have no financing fees in your underwriting that you need to factor in. However, what you do need to factor in is the discount that you'll likely sell the property at because it's an assumption versus a free and clear deal. Now, why would a property on assumption sell at a discount? Well, the reason for that is because you're likely going to be selling the, the property 
at a higher value than what you bought it at, which means that your assumption for the buyer is going to be at a low leverage. However, the buyer can get a supplemental loan to gross up the leverage to a more appropriate amount, but not always. So typically an assumption, it will be done at lower leverage. So that's one negative. Number two, there may be less interest only period remaining on the existing loan or no interest only remaining at all. And actually the loan has been amortizing. And so now you're going to be letting the buyer assume it at an amortization schedule below 30 years, which hurts their cash flow, which is going to negatively impact their underwriting. And thus they're going to demand a higher purchase price. So those are the reasons why you should factor in a higher exit cap rate when you project to sell a deal on an assumption. However, typically what you see is people will go and think short term and they'll get the best loan terms possible, but with yield maintenance. And then they'll project to sell the property in five years with no prepayment penalty and no cap rate adjustment based on the assumption sale. So some things to think about. Thanks for watching.